reading concerning the resurrection and the life everlasting. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ that is coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. But some man will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but a bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, of fish, of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth. Earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, 
and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Our message this afternoon comes from Psalm 92, Psalm 92, verses 12 to 15, Psalm 92, 12 to 15. Let's pray together. O Lord, our God and our Father, we do thank you for your word and the many passages we have heard this afternoon. Now pray, Lord, you would bless this particular passage for the comfort of your people, the encouragement of all the family and friends and Lord, for the glory of your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. I'm going to read Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15. The righteous man will flourish like a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And my verse that I am taking from our reading in particular for Mr. Brunson is verse 14. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. Leland was born July 27, 1932. Herbert Hoover was president of the United States. He was born in a time of economic depression in this country. And he was born in that generation that is commonly called the silent generation. As was mentioned, he fought in a war that is sometimes called the Forgotten War. He was a Marine and served in Korea from 1951 to 1953. Boys and girls, he was only 19 years old when he helped to push back the communists to the 38th parallel. How different even locally things would be here in LaGrange if it wasn't for the work and efforts of Mr. Brunson and that so many of the young men who gave themselves and their lives to help protect the people of South Korea, how different it would be. There would be no Kia Motors here today. There would be no Korean population here in LaGrange if it wasn't for the efforts of Mr. Leland. Leland was known, however, despite being the silent generation, having served in the Forgotten War, he was a man of great cheerfulness 
He was a man of great joy and exuberance. I appreciated the fact that Mr. Leland always knew all the names of all the kids in the church. And this church has had a lot of kids over the years. And Mr. Leland knew them all. And how Leland embodied the promise, I think, that we see here in Psalm 92, that those in the Lord who continue in him will bear fruit even in old age. I was recently reading a book and it came with a warning. It said this, that most men in Christian ministry do not finish well. But what stands out to me about Leland is that he did finish well. And that even as strength permitted, he actually finished, I think, better than he even began. In fact, when you consider, Leland is probably one of the few men in the United States that was ordained as a deacon at the early age of 72. (laughs) Before we went out for that ordination service, Leland said to the elders, Before the laying on of hands, he said, I know I'm going to be able to go down onto the floor, but you may have to help me once I'm down there to get back up. Leland and Jane were active in the church in their late years. He and Jane helped out at the front office. They did the cleaning of the building. Leland served as our unofficial greeter in our services. Leland was a great encourager. Of people. He was a real Barnabas. He always seemed to be encouraging various members of the church. Leland also was a prayer warrior. He was constantly telling people that he was praying for them and for various and particular matters, not just in general, but things that had been mentioned in conversation or in the Wednesday night prayer meeting. And he would be praying for us and telling us about it. Leland also was a great encourager in that he was always speaking about what a blessing it was to be in the Lord's house. Maybe it was having to do with having served overseas or maybe it was just the work of the spirit in his life. But Leland had a great appreciation for the liberties that we have to publicly worship God. And he was always talking about what an encouragement it was to be in God's house and to be able to hear the Lord's word preached and read. And to be encouraged by so many brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of his life, when many men feel like they've come to know everything there is to know about the Lord, at least in in this world, Leland in his later years was still reading Christian books and articles, trying to grow in his understanding. I myself borrowed his copy of Machen's Origin of Paul's Religion. That's not an easy book exactly to go through. And yet in his 70s, he's pressing through this book, trying to understand more about his savior. Also, we have Leland's example of being a a Christ-like husband to his wife. As Jane was declining in her own health, Leland took on more and more of the responsibilities of providing and serving her, even entering into the nursing home to be with her when she could no longer be at home. And you have to ask yourself, what was the secret to such a life? How is it that Leland, despite the failure of so many to finish well, what caused Leland to finish well? And even as the scripture says here, he was able to flourish in the courts of our God and yield fruit in his old age. And when he was old, he was still full of sap and green. 
And I think the answer is it was the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in Leland's life. It was his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that gave him the grace that while natural strength was leaving him like it leaves us all, his inner man was being strengthened day by day by the person of the Holy Spirit. Leland had an abiding faith in Christ. And I think Leland and Jane both would tell us that they grew better, grew more as Christians later in their life. It was the Lord did something in their life that caused them to grow. And I don't know what happened exactly, but sometime, maybe even in the 1990s, things really began to quicken in Leland and Jane's life. Sometimes somewhere down in Florida, they really began to grow. And by the time they came here, they were already hungry and thirsty. What was it, the secret? Well, I think it was their genuine love and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That they trusted not in themselves, but in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. They came to him with their simple faith and trust in the promise that whosoever cometh unto me, Jesus said, in no way will I cast them out. But they came and they put their trust, recognizing the merits of Christ. You know, they weren't so active in the church because they were hoping that by their works and merit, they would earn their way into heaven. They recognized that their way into heaven came by Jesus and Jesus's merit and works. But they were so glad to have the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ for themselves by faith that it gave them a joy and an energy to go out and serve and to go out and to finish well. The Bible says that when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ promises us the Holy Spirit. He says that when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we shall be given rivers of living water. And that, of course, is a reference to the person of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God dwells within us when we know Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so I would ask, do you have this living water for yourself as you grow older, as you contemplate Maybe even a growing weakness of your natural body. Do you find that you're being renewed by the spirit, even on wings of eagles? Amen. Let us pray.